Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. This is the bi-weekly edition of the Sess and Steph show. And this week, I pose the question to Sess, how do we elevate the conversation and the vibration of leadership? Because often we hear from leaders and we hear from organizations about how burnt out, how tired, how overwhelmed our employee base is. And if it's not our job as leaders to help pull them up and pull them out, then who will, and who will be the ones to help? We riff on an interesting analogy between getting ready for an airplane and deep sea fishing. And wherever you are on a boat or a plane, I hope that you pause and give thought to how you too can help elevate the people you work with, your neighbor, or perhaps the conversation that you're having at your dinner table sparked by some conversations between Sess and I. Sess. I just asked if you were ready and you said, I'm always ready. (laughs) Always ready. Ready? (laughs) No, ready for whatever comes. Ready for whatever comes. Well, when I think of, am I ready? I think how quickly could I pack my bag and get on a plane or a train? And I realize there's COVID things at play. So that aside, it's more, are you ready to take flight? Literally in whatever way that is. I have a few things that I used to do at home. I'm just wondering how quickly or what would be the top three things perhaps is a better way of putting it. Could you get ready for flight Mm. right now? Like what are my top three things? Yeah. Well, I just came home from traveling and travel pretty light. I did bring one jacket. It was my leather jacket that I love. And I wore it the whole time. Yeah. I want to say a face mask right now. Yeah. Definitely have a face mask and a hand sanitizer. You know, like I would just say the safety stuff, hand sanitizer, you know, that I would always bring my phone because I have so much Mm. access to workouts, to podcasts, Mm. to music and headphones. So something around like being ready wherever I go, if I had my phone, a jacket, my safety things, (laughs) you're set, figure it out. I can find the coffee shop in the morning find a store to go buy some things. Yep. Essentials. You've got your essentials ready. When I think of taking flight, I think of, do I have like a toiletry bag ready? So I want airplane size toothpaste always. I want all of the things that are less than hundred grams ready to go in a bag. I just grab it and I can run. I think about snacks. I have snacks strategically placed everywhere in my cupboard, in my car, in a bag. It's like snacks are essential. My vitamins or like pouches and potions. I want them ready. Vitality feels really essential right now. So how are those things available? I've pre-bought them and I'm ready for the moment to go. And I bring this question up and we start here with like, how quickly, how ready are you to take flight? Because I wanted to riff on this podcast about raising your leadership vibration And how ready are you as a leader to let your people take flight? And I pose this because I was very inspired by a conversation we had with a beautiful client who will remain nameless that felt like they were really falling to the gravity of their people 
And while some may call that empathy or compassion in different ways, it felt like they were only helping pull gravity down further. And I thought to myself, how on earth can people be ready for the next rocket ship of your business to go to the moon if you're literally letting them sit on the sidelines? So when we hung up, you immediately went to the moon. You pulled that conversation and the vibration so high to say, this is where we need to be. This is what we need to be. And I said, we need to record this. Just hold these thoughts and let's record it. So let's go there. As leaders in companies, how are we making sure our people are ready to take flight? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was really intently listening to you. I get so drawn in. I'm like, yes, yes, that happened. You know, what's interesting. If I go back to those moments where leaders can create and really lean into that low vibration, what I think about is, wow, that's, what's going to fester more of that. And as a leader, a manager or a coach, something that I've learned a long time ago just in communication in general, is if someone is in complaint, doesn't like things, that's the easiest thing to see. The things we don't like and we don't want is like right there. It doesn't take us much, right? The not so good judgment. And so what can happen there is if we say, oh, I hear that sucks. Oh, you don't like it. Yeah. Tell me more about that. And then when we go to elevate it, it's so challenging. So all we see is what's not working instead of having this like really unattached point of view. Okay. So I'm getting somewhere, just bear with me for a sec. So then, you know, we spiral down and that's all we see. And then we create new things and make choices and go find the things that we want for our people based on this low vibration instead of really understanding that there's a challenge. So instead of saying, yeah, that sucks. Okay, great. I'll go try to fix it from the sucky place. Instead of saying, I can see that this was a challenge for you. What do you think is causing this challenge? Right. And really starting to understand what's uncomfortable because where there is stress, tension, friction, that's where the greatest growth can happen. However, if we don't let that be a growth opportunity, it just is this stagnant thing. And it's hard for companies to then get a whole company out of it. And mm -hmm. it typically starts with the leaders. And if that's how leaders are developing their people, meaning not allowing growth mm -hmm. and catering to the low vibration, nothing changes. And so that's mm -hmm. where I was like, we can't cater to that. Like mm -hmm. we don't, we really cater to the challenge and the growth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when we started this conversation, the metaphor or the idea I had in my mind was of getting on a plane to take off. So how do you take the upgrade? How do you elevate? How do you be ready for takeoff? And as you were just speaking, the image that came to mind was a fishnet. And what happens when everyone has their fish hooks caught in the net underwater? And so in those moments, sometimes it's friction or it's the stuckness. I'm stuck in a feeling, a state, and it's like they're hooked in. And it's almost as the leaders need to take the net out of the water, give them a new perspective and say, we're going to unhook all these hooks from the net 
you're getting in the boat and we're taking off. Like we're above water now and we're going somewhere. And it is about the unlock in many cases that needs to happen before you're ready. The boat has to get to the dock so that you can get to the plane. It can feel like there's all of these steps to get there. And yet if we're seeing the problem from underwater, hooked in with a bunch of other fish in our net, we're all talking about the same story. Then the leader thinks, do I scuba dive and go underwater and unhook everyone? Or how do I get up? And that was the conversation we were in. We were talking to a leader who was saying people are, it was so- It was around being uncomfortable. Right. And sometimes development is too deep. deep. And I think what happened is for us, if leaders aren't and managers aren't willing to develop themselves, how can they develop other people? How can Wait. they? Yeah. Great. Sess, you, you know, yeah. well, no, it was uncomfortable yet. It was because they felt burnt out of the conversations of life. Yeah. So it was, they felt burnt out because there are political opinions right now. There are opinions around the pandemic. It's like this constant battle in the world and they didn't want to have to make people uncomfortable by showing who they are. And your point was, well, if you won't show us who you are, how do other people get to show themselves to you? And how do you hold the space for those uncomfortable conversations? which is so, so sage. And I don't think this has anything to do with the pandemic. This is forever. We just have put these things underwater and said, we won't talk about it. So Mm. go there for assess, go to the, we're uncomfortable because we might come from different churches and different synagogues. We might worship different people. We might move our bodies in different ways. We are all so different. Mm. And is that a reason to not go there? Mm. It's about hosting a very mindful conversation. And how mm-hmm. can you manage a team if you don't know their beliefs or if you don't know their, you know, pronouns? Your Let's just, just say, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and you don't need to know people's religious beliefs to manage them. It's not that. It's just you do want to know, you know, what is balanced to your people. How would you even know what balance is if you don't talk about it. And if you don't know it for yourself to be able to lead with that, yeah. right? You do want to know if you're managing people and they have a new dog, a new child, like you, you do want to know, it's not about getting into people's personal lives. It's just, you're not just managing numbers. You're managing a human being. Yeah, totally. So it feels so appropriate because you have managed so many different people in so many different places, in person, not in person, remotely, your age and not your age. So like the diversity of humans that you have had in your sphere. And you also have the really unique perspective of training so many different types of people. And I think it would be really powerful to leave podcast listeners with one nugget. How do we hold space for opposing perspectives in one room or on one team and still be committed to both of their development without holding them underwater? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many answers and I probably would spend some time with a lot of people before I know what development looks like to them because everyone has a unique set of goals Mm -hmm. and what motivates them. They also have a unique set of 
like how they were brought up and beliefs, which I don't dive too deeply in. However, our programs, when we get to know people's unique perspectives and their backgrounds and their beliefs and their values, it really is helpful because if someone like I know a coworker that I used to work with, her value of fairness came up mm. a lot. And if you didn't know that she has a value of fairness, you wouldn't even know why she was in reaction, right? So if someone has a value of family and then you tell them they have to work on the weekend, guess what they're going to do? They're not yeah. going to last long, no. right? It's honoring people. And what came up for me, what I was going to say is self-expression. And sometimes yeah. people being self-expressed looks like being loud in the room. Sometimes it means letting them bang their fist on the table because that's self-expression to them or playing yeah. a song, having them sit back on their chair and being quiet. Sometimes that's self-expression. So yeah. the thing that I've learned is it's never about me. So mm -hmm. I, let's just translate that to the leader. It's never about the leader. It's always about the people in the space and how can you help them be really successful? Yeah. And it's typically by tapping into their strengths. Yeah. There's make their values, make their passions, their goals their Yeah. Yeah. Make it about them. That's what I'm yeah. hearing. Make it about them. Mm -hmm. And you really hit the nail on the head, of course, as you do, because I sit and think when we can take ourselves and our ego out of it, we actually have a huge heart for other people and can hold so much for them. If we can get out of their way of living their best life. I just had a call actually with a lawyer who said, you have to forgive me. I just finished therapy. It was really intense. And I asked to end the therapy session early so I could dry my tears and you wouldn't have to see me crying. And I said, you know, if you had a cast on your arm, I would know that you've broken your arm. And instead there's a belief in your brain right now that I can't see that's hurting your heart. And it's causing some emotions to come out and you want to apologize for those. You wouldn't apologize for a broken arm. And so how do we create the space to your point of full self-expression, which might be sitting back and it might be showing up with tears in your eyes. And how is that okay? And do we make it okay? Or do we label you as too emotional? Or we label you as you need to take the rest of the day off because you obviously, quote unquote, can't handle it. And that wasn't the case for her. She just had an emotional conversation. We took a moment and she carried on. And how she spends the rest of her day will be her choice. We obviously didn't speak about it. It's her personal relationship with her own therapist. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I feel really mindful of is there is a lot going on for people right now that we don't see. We don't have a cast. We don't have crutches to know where people may be struggling in whatever area of their life. And it feels so essential to not make assumptions of how people are showing up. Please do not judge someone by what they post on Instagram. It's not reality. The real could have been made from videos compiled a year ago. And hold space that they can be above water hold space that you can get them out of the net and into the boat and most of all ask the question of how can I get you ready to board the plane the proverbial plane the plane that says we're going to take off we're going to create a new project we're going to create something new and how can I get you ready for that and I think that is one of the most powerful questions that we could be asking teams right now 
We have another client who said, you know how I want to get people ready is I don't want to go through your training program in 12 weeks. It's too long. Summer vacation is coming. We want it in one hot week. Pull it together. Manager training. It's happening in five days. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ask for the exception and people will rise up to meet you there. Mm-hmm. You brought up something that I think is so important. I don't know how much time we have left. You were talking about choice. And if people are feeling truly burnt out or tired, whatever that is, it's two things. One is as leaders, we don't have to pause. If someone's in tears, we just let it be and know that people are naturally resourceful and whole. And if they want to stop the room and talk about it, that's their choice to say, I think I have, it's time for me to share what's happening here. If people are burnt out, it's not the time to say, stop, we can't move forward until the person crying over there talks about their feelings. That's where it becomes an unsafe environment. So I just wanted to say people always have choice to share what's happening for them. And the best thing a leader can do is just make the space. Mm. Anything happened within this session, just know that I'm here. And this is Mm. a safe space where we can talk about things confidentially, you know, Yeah, Uh, yeah. that helps get the work done a hundred times better, faster, more strategic, you know? And then the other thing is sometimes we get caught in that net that you're talking about. We want to go down there and then the leaders get caught there. So no one can get up and then Mm -hmm. they come to us going help, or we can't do that. And we're like, we can't help you out of the net. We'll take the plane though. Once you're Uh, out of the net, let us know. (laughs) I love that. That is so sage. It's don't go in, don't get caught in the net. So we'll meet you on the plane. We hope you stay in the boat. People need to stay in the boat to pull the net out of the ocean, out of the lake, out of the puddle. And we're here for that. I know we went a little bit metaphorical here, yet it's the perfect reminder to be ready, be ready for the plane. And if you're not yet on solid ground and you might be underwater, don't stay there. Do the work to get on the boat. And if you need help, call us. We're here for that. (laughs) Sess, I want to wrap this with one question that says, what is one thing that you could do to get ready for any area of your life in any place right now, this week? I have been meditating. And so Mm. I know that life is getting busy. I want to say like things feel really full everywhere in my life. And so I've committed to meditating with you. Yeah. Um, Because that is when my nervous system just calms down and I feel more ready for life. Gosh, I love that. I want to share that what I've done to get ready is I made a list and it's called my master maker get to list. And it's the master list of all of the little things that have been taking up real estate in my brain that I haven't yet done. And as soon as I put it all on paper, I thought, okay, one at a time, one day when the clock strikes an hour, just do one thing on the list. So it feels like a smaller mountain and some life logistics, things that need to get taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Hot tips. I think we're off to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Steph.